Hello, and welcome back to Indie Author Weekly. This is the podcast for indie authors, aspiring authors, and curious bookworms who want the inside scoop, tips and motivation, and the behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, or at Sagan Lives on Twitter and Instagram, and I am a productivity strategist and an author of polyamorous rom-coms. Now, do you equate creativity to joy? Or do you have more of a tortured, struggling artist thing going on? Well, that is exactly what we are discussing on today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. For new and returning listeners, you can now get all Indie Author Weekly podcast episodes, plus updates on my own writing projects, delivered directly to your inbox each week at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly podcast. Today, I want to share some thoughts and insights around the concept of the tortured struggling artist versus creativity as joy and fun. We're kind of building on what we discussed in episode 118 about imposter syndrome. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I recommend checking it out. If you have been listening to this podcast for any length of time, or if you follow me on social media, then you will likely know that as a productivity strategist, I have three pillars that I teach in my framework. Make your heart happy, make your own rules, and make your business fun. Those three pillars are really the basis of my signature program, Productivity Powerhouse, which you can learn more about and enroll at saganmorrow.com powerhouse. And you might notice a theme between those three pillars, which is really joy and creativity. That's right. I'm obsessed with helping my clients think outside the box, use their imagination to customize everything and create businesses and lives that they absolutely adore, and to really focus on pure enjoyment of this beautiful world. And all of that sparked from how I go about my own personal life, and it's really infused in every element of everything that I do, including my approach to writing and my writing style. I write because I love it. Writing brings me so much delight, so much pleasure. It makes me so happy. It feels absolutely delightful to sit down at my computer and write. And oh my goodness, in the past couple weeks, I have finally returned to my work in progress, the one that I had set aside for months, and it is amazing. It feels fantastic to be back at it. I love it so, so much. I really, you know, I missed my protagonist, Peggy, and this novel is just, it's just so much fun to write. It's called Small Town Stilettos. I've mentioned it on the podcast here since I started writing it last autumn, and you can actually add it to your to-read list on Goodreads for when it's available for publication later this year. You can get more details on that at saganmorrow.com books. So that's been a very joyful and again, sort of pleasurable process these past couple weeks. Working on that book, writing that story, being in the act of creating creativity, it feels good. Is writing always easy? 
No, <laughs> no. It can get sticky, right? It requires dedication, time, energy, effort. But I think that too often, writers equate the writing process to a painful experience. It does not need to be painful. And yet, it seems as though every time I go on Twitter, my feed is full of writers lamenting how hard writing is or how they don't like it or how it's a constant struggle and a horrible experience. Why? Why is that? In a world where the tortured artist is the norm, it is a radical act to find joy in the creative process. Just a few weeks ago, I finally got around to reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and when I was reading it, I was just like, oh, this is why so many people have recommended this book to me. <laughs> because her thoughts on this subject, you know, creativity as joy, is exactly my philosophy and attitude. She articulates it so well, and she writes very beautifully. It was just hilarious, you know, nearly every single page as I turned them, I was just thinking, yes, of course, this is absolutely right. This is exactly how I feel about things too. And I love that. Don't you love that feeling when you're reading a book and you're just thinking, oh my goodness, how did you get in my head? It's such a wonderful discovery. I highly recommend that to you listening to this podcast right now. You know, go out, read a copy of that book if you haven't already. Big magic. Something that comes up with all of this is the way that writers often rely on drama or sadness or anger or pain to express themselves. I have personally definitely made some actually really good use of some not, not so great experiences myself to, you know, put my thoughts on the page. I've written some pretty good pieces as a direct result of that, you know, of, of working with the sadness, the anger, the pain. I wrote a short story last year um, that actually helped me to, um, that was, it was inspired from a recurring nightmare. And the process of writing it actually helped me to stop having that nightmare. Super powerful, very cathartic. And <laughs> the, the bonus is that I'm really pleased with that piece of writing too. But does that mean that we can only write decent pieces from a, a place of pain? Hell no. Elizabeth Gilbert and I are in agreement on this, and apparently on many other things. <laughs> in fact, what I have discovered is, the more that I am willing to express myself from a place of what brings me the most joy in creating, the better my writing has become. Making use of a range of emotions is good and important. We need to feel our feelings, the, the full spectrum of, of feelings. And sometimes it does help a lot to process them through the act of creating. However, this becomes a problem when we only create from a place of pain and sorrow, when we rely on pain and sorrow to be able to create anything. What could happen if you create when you are feeling happy? What kind of work can you produce in that state? Post your thoughts on this on Twitter or Instagram and tag me at SaganLives because I am really curious about your take on all of this. Now, if you are the kind of person who only tends to create when you are sad or in pain, 
then I have a little bit of homework for you today. The next time you're having a really good day, or you're just in a really good mood, you're feeling joyful and happy, you're having this sort of pleasurable experience, right? I want you to make a point of creating something. See what comes out of it. Can you create when you are happy? What do you create when you are happy? What do you think of the quality of what you've created while you are happy? You might find that it's even more powerful and even better than you thought possible because you are expressing yourself in a new and different way and because you are coming at it with a range of emotions that you haven't really tapped into before. Give it a try. See what happens. You do not need to be a tortured artist. You do not need to be in pain to create amazing work. You can be happy and a great writer. These things are not mutually exclusive. Creativity can equate to joy. And I think that's real power. Don't you? All right. That, my friend, is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. Access the show notes for this episode, including all links and additional resources at saganmorrow.com podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate your support. Until next week, this is Sagan Morrow signing off the Indie Author Weekly podcast.